This is the SETN Podcast with Chris Goforth and Chandler Morrison, covering high school football in Chattanooga and the Southeast Tennessee area. The SETN Podcast. Welcome into SETN Preps. Glad to be back with you. Chris Goforth, Chandler Morrison. You can find us at SETN Preps on Twitter. You can find Chandler at Sports Chandler. You can find me at Chris Goforth1. Make sure you check out our Facebook page. And if you haven't yet, make sure you give that a like. You can just go to Facebook.com. Do the search SETN Preps. That will pull it right up. And of course, if you're listening to this podcast, do us a favor, subscribe, rate, and review. Subscribing will bring it right to your device every single, I'd say every single week, but come on, y'all. You know it's the off season. You know we're not doing this every week. But when the season rolls around and we're back on our regular twice twice a week schedule, you'll get it uh, right onto your device. And of course, as you rate and review, that helps us because it helps us find high school football fans and it helps Mm-hmm. High school football fans be able to find us. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podcast.com, TuneIn, and Pandora. And, yes, we have a nifty little website that you can check out, setnpreps.com. All right, Chandler, it is that time of the year, man. The uh, The coaching carousel has been spinning since we, uh, since we last got together. I think the last time we talked, the only coaching – job that we had open at that point i believe it might have been the hickson job with uh with gary murray and and silverdale that's right so we had two since that time we've had two more so we've had four jobs total three of those have been filled we have one job that's still out there let's talk about the coaching changes that have happened here um over the last i don't know what six six eight weeks or so Let's start first. Gary Murray resigned up in Hickson. We told you that the last time we were together. Hickson hires Josh Owens, uh, Owenby. Owenby, a guy that is a Ray County native, had been an assistant at Ray County, was the head coach for two years at Bledsoe County, went 9-13. and 13. Now he's trying to take over a Hickson program that hasn't been, let's be honest, they haven't been very good for the last couple of years. And their two best players that we talked about a little bit over the last year, Richard and Reginald Hunter, those guys have both transferred out. They're at South mm-hmm. Pittsburgh now. So a tough situation for Josh Owenby, but Chandler, I'll be honest, and I hope we can get Coach Owenby on to to talk a little bit about this, but and kind of what his plans are uh, to get things headed in the right direction. But when he was at Bledsoe County, I thought with what he did, uh, what he had, I thought he did a good job. Yeah, I mean, Chris, I, you know, I dealt with him a lot, especially those two years he was at Bledsoe. Uh, me and him, we, we would talk a lot, especially like. Especially during the off season, we we would talk some at the basketball games because you know when you have those squatchy Bledsoe basketball games, everybody's there and everybody's watching. It doesn't matter what sport it is; it could be golf. Everybody would show up to that event between Bledsoe and Squatchy. But uh, I, I was, you know, we I, I would talk to him. He just seemed like a, a coach that you know was very down to earth as far as what he did. He, he's very I wouldn't say old school, but he kind of has that old school feel and, and how he coaches maybe some new school like techniques and. Um, and, and schemes and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I mean, I think this is a, you know, of course, we'll, we'll say this with the Hickson job. I mean, it's, it's one of those situations where is it a good, you know, school program? Yeah, of course. But they've just not had the success in past years. I don't know if, if he is the one to be able to bring that success, but I, I think that he's one in this area that could potentially give them that success. I, I think it's a good hire. 
And from like you said, with what he did at Bledsoe County, with what he had at that time, I mean, it, it was just, uh, you know, I think he can do a lot more with a lot less. And I think that's the kind of coach you need at Hickson uh, because, you know, with the success they've had in the past few years, they've had some talent there. They've just not been able to put together uh, a winning program, especially when you're in that 4A classification. Yeah, that's just it, too. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. you know, I think they've had the games they've won. They have, over the years, had more success against teams, you know, from lower classifications that they've been yep. able to to get wins against. Really, really tough when you go into that 4A. I mean, we've talked before about, oh, yeah. um, you know, how good some of those 4A teams are, mm-hmm. including some of the teams right there in their own region. And then you've got, you know, I, you know, East Hamilton is is improving, and and they're going to be a factor in this thing going forward. And you know, yep. East Ridge has always got some athletes; they're always going to give you problems. And you know, East Ridge is one of those programs that once about every four years they pop up there and knock off a couple of people, and it can put a playoff run together. So yep. it's a tough region to be in. Um, so we'll see, we'll see what comes out of it. But uh, you know, again, I, I think. Uh, for Josh Owenby, mm-hmm. being on that staff and being in that school, I think is probably in his benefit at this point in time. In in terms of trying to smooth things over and and to uh, already for a guy that's already got relationship with a lot of those kids, I think that's just uh, I think that's huge. Let's move on to Silverdale now, where uh, Mike Connor who uh, spent the last 10 years at CCS, is the new head coach at, at Silverdale. Replaces Al Rogers, of course. Uh, coach Rogers had been there for nine years, went 50-46, and 46, won 11 games in 2013, got him to the state quarterfinals. Now Mike Connor takes over, who spent the last 10 years at CCS, over 20 years as a teacher and a coach, He's got some administrative experience as well. He was the offensive coordinator and the strength and conditioning coach at Chattanooga Christian School last year. I'll be honest, of all of these guys, Mike Connor is the guy that I don't know. And and I don't know, you know, I'd love to be able to say he's this, he's that. I got a little bit of knowledge of about what CCS did last year offensively from a, you know, from a philosophy standpoint. But he's a guy, Chandler, that uh, again, I, I, he's kind of the wild card in these hires that we're going to talk about because I don't know this guy. And Chris, I think we were kind of on on we were kind of thinking when we were looking at who might take this job. You know, we don't reveal who we think might take the job. We just hear a lot of rumblings all the time. But, like, when we're looking and, and we were kind of hearing things around and kind of feeling this out, it felt like that was going to be a program where we had maybe a hire from inside. And so it was kind of a little bit shocking anyway to see that, oh, well, Silverdale picked off somebody from CCS. And and honestly, Chris, I don't know. It's a wild card. But if if, if it's a success, I'm going to say, well, that was a smart move by Silverdale because, honestly, you're in competition with – with CCS, Notre Dame, Boyd Buchanan, all in that region, you know, and as well as the other teams up toward Knoxville and East Tennessee that's in that region as well. I mean, sometimes you got to just, you know, it's like in college. Sometimes you just got to take a chance on a guy that maybe has been in at Alabama as a coordinator for a year and you think he might have some potential, you might ought to pull him off. I think that's kind of the idea behind this, Chris. But, but you're right. This is the wild card. I don't think we know a lot about him, but – you know, I think it could potentially be a good fit. We just don't know that much about it. 
Yeah. Uh, now, I do like the fact that you're talking about a guy that has has coached and has been a coordinator before and a guy that has some administrative experience because, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. I think it's important right now at, at Silverdale to have all of those aspects simply because mm-hmm. you're talking about a – you mentioned it. Look, it, it, that, private schools now, that is a heck of a competition and it's not just about a competition on Friday night on the playing field, Chandler. It's a competition to it's an arms race. To yeah, to get guys, to get to get athletes, to get students to enroll. That is as much of a of a much of as much of a part of that converse, uh, competition as anything else is. Is trying to get kids in school, and so you know, I think having a guy that has some administrative background and understands what the challenges can be at a place like Silverdale, I think that's a pretty smart move on their part to go out and, and find a guy that kind of has that has that kind of resume because it's clearly he's a guy that's a little bit more than just a football coach. Um, not that there's anything wrong with guys who are just football coaches, but in this case, I think, uh, and for them in particular, I think it's a pretty good move. So we'll see. But again, he, to me, is is the biggest wild card because you really don't, you know, you really don't know. I even asked some of the guys that I know, you know, here in town that have, have been around the, the game for a long time and said, hey, do you know the guy that Silverdale hired? And they said, nope. So... Um, <laughs> I look forward to having him on, though. We're going to try to get him on this podcast, try to get all these new coaches on at some point in time so we can talk a little bit to these guys. And I look forward to hearing what his thoughts are because, again, I think Silverdale is – I think there's an opportunity for them to be a a player uh, and to be a factor in things. You know, we talked about it over the course of this past season – Boy, if you could put Silverdale, if Silverdale could just drop down to one A yeah. in Division Two, they could really be competitive with people and and legitimately be a team that could compete for a state championship. I don't think they're that far off from being a. I know they missed the playoffs this last year, but I don't think they're that far off from being a a perennial playoff team. And I think that's what has to happen first. You got to get it to the point to where you're in the playoffs. Year after year after year. And then, once that becomes the expectation, then you can start to set the bar and start to think about, hey, let's be a, let's be a quarterfinal team on a consistent basis. Let's be a semifinal team. Now let's talk about being a team that's going to contend for a championship. I think you got to kind of do it in, I don't want to say do it in spurts, but I definitely think there's levels you have to go through. It's kind of like playing a video game. There's levels you got to go through before you can, um, you know, before you can be there. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah I mean, and Chris, you look at, I mean, this is the perfect example of this is kind of when we look back at Whitwell, and everybody thinks that was just a big, oh, we go to the state championship. This is the team that was making the playoffs. Then they were getting to the second round, the quarterfinal round, then all of a sudden you look around and poof, they're in the state championship winning the state title. I mean, it doesn't, uh, outside of probably a few cases over the course of TWSAA, it doesn't happen overnight. And you this year, oh, they win a state championship and now they're gone. It usually gradually builds to that and then sometimes there's a jump but it's usually not that much of a jump when it happens yeah 
Yeah, and we'll get to Whitwell in just a minute because they are the one team that is right now without a coach. We'll talk about that situation in a few. Another school over in Marion County has a new coach, uh, as uh, as we told you about. Uh, Joey Mathis had uh, resigned as the head coach at Marion County, mm-hmm. and uh, Marion County returns to uh, uh, to a former coach. And it's not the coach that everybody thought would be coming back there to be the head coach. It's Dale Pruitt. Yes, he is the the father of Jeremy Pruitt, who is the head coach at Tennessee. Dale Pruitt was coaching down in Dade County, just across the state line in North Georgia. Uh, still lives in Alabama, actually, and um, was was guy. yeah was driving over the mountain every day, coaching at Dade County and. The opportunity came for him to go back to Marion County, and I think that, look, nothing against Dade County. I know a lot of those people down there, nothing against them. But if I'm Dale Pruitt, man, I got a much better opportunity to win and compete for a state championship at Marion County across the state line than I'm ever going to have at Dade County. Yeah, I think a lot of that, I mean, Chris, just to kind of expound on that, it's not really anything against Dade County. It's more about... Where is Dade County in their classification? Oh, by the way, they're in Georgia. You know, Marion County, they're in Tennessee. They're in that 2A classification where it's a lot easier to win, you know. so Yeah, and, you know, again, Dale Pruitt was there. He knows the lay of the land. Uh, he was at Marion County 15 years ago and spent two years there as the head coach. He went 7-3 and three in the regular season both of those years when he was there the first time. It's funny because when Dale Pruitt was there as the head coach 15 years ago at Marion County, that was right on the heels of his son, Jeremy Pruitt, who at that time was uh, just becoming known, I guess, as the defensive coordinator at Hoover High School down in Alabama, where he was a part of the TV show Two-A-Days, on MTV, which honestly was probably the last time I actually watched MTV was to watch the show Two-A-Days. I got, I mean, I was, oh, let's see, what was, I was in my early 30s, and man, I was totally engrossed in Two-A-Days. I thought that, I love that stinking show. So, uh, bring it back, bring it back. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I wish they would. It'd be better than some of the garbage they show now, but... <laughs> He was there 15 years ago. Dale Pruitt understands. He knows the lay of the land. He knows how important the game against South Pittsburgh is. He knows what he is up against, uh, against uh, going up against some of these Chattanooga teams they have to face, namely Tyner. Um, so, uh, you know, look, you, you can, when you can, it's hard when a guy like Dale Pruitt, and I know I talked to some folks down in Dade County, when they hired him, uh, to take over that position, replacing Bradley Warren, that when a resume like that comes across your your desk, it's really, really hard not to say, okay, here's the guy, we're done. Because that was the situation with him at Dade County. I mean, I had folks at Dade County tell me that when his resume came in, at first they thought it was a joke. They couldn't believe this guy was applying. And then when they realized that it was real, it was like, all right, we're done. We found our guy. I mean, I think he's that impressive. He's a legend in high school football in the state of Alabama for how well that he has done and how much uh, the games that he has won there. And so now he's got an opportunity to try to come and see if he could do it in, in the state of Tennessee. And I think having, 
your son be maybe the most high-profile athletic figure in the state of Tennessee, that's that's not bad, you know? That's not bad. There's some guys that will want to come and maybe play for you. Um, I think there'll be a lot of daddies that'll have their kids fired up and excited that maybe otherwise wouldn't have been. But the idea that you're going to go get to play for the guy whose son is the head coach at the University of Tennessee in this state, I think that's huge. Yeah, and I mean, when you when you talk about Marion County as a whole, like the county, you know, you've got Marion County, South Pittsburgh, and Whitwell there, you know, the three state champions. Uh, all three of them have state championships. You know, for the longest time, Vic Grider, the Grider, you know, you want to go play for that because you know the history, you know the legacy. And and now Marion County kind of has that now with, with Del Pruitt, you know. And it may not be an immediate, you know, this year they go and make a run, but usually the way it happens is as you kind of get there, you start to get kids from the, you know, freshman, sophomore that start to, you know, say, hey, I want to go play here, I want to go play here, you know, that you start to have success there. So uh, I think it's a great hire, and I think anytime you can have a great hire, this is not like people – I don't want people to think like he's had success before. I think a lot of people say, oh, it's it's a Pruitt, you know, that's that's a name hire. It's not a name hire, you know, for some people out there that may think that. They just see the name Pruitt, and I don't think a lot of people are thinking that. I wasn't, but, uh, you know, it's it's nice to have something of a name and a stature there and have everything to back that up when you go to a place like Marion County who has such a tradition – of, you know, the state title games and, and having that football tradition on Friday nights and being one of those powerhouse teams in the Valley. That's true. That's true. And then the last job that uh, last position we'll talk about is at Whitwell, where the uh, the Tigers, after one season, parted ways with Travis Olinger. little bit of a head-scratcher. Um, yep. As a matter of fact, I think it's probably one of the more befuddling decisions that I have ever seen, um, simply because here's here's the deal. You know, I thought last year, coming off of a state championship, it was an opportunity for Whitwell to hire from a position of authority. Mm -hmm. Uh, That job would have been attractive. You put that out there on the job boards, you know, the defending Class 1A state champions seeking a, a head coach, and people start to find out that the guy that left, left because he got a chance to go back to his home where he grew up and coach at his alma mater. So, you know, I, again, I think you open it up, you get you get a, probably a lot of candidates and a lot of people that probably would have wanted to have been a part of that. Now, they elected to go in-house. They promoted a guy from within, and it was a situation where, in a large degree, I feel like he was kind of put behind the eight ball, so to speak. Uh, they had a scheduling gaffe where they had two games scheduled in one week. They played two games in four days. That's tough for a coach to try to overcome. Uh, he himself, Coach Olinger, had suffered a, I guess it was a knee injury uh, that just kind of had him a little down for a couple of weeks while he was trying to recuperate from that. You had a team that I think was trying to find itself that didn't have that alpha dog like what they had had in previous years in the huddle and on the field. So a team that was trying to find itself a little bit. And then nothing against him. It's nothing against the guys on his staff. But Chandler, there is a certain learning curve that I think you go through as a first-time head coach. And I think you go talk to, you go ask Wayne Turner at Tyner. Go ask Vic Greider at South Pittsburgh. 
you know, hey, go ask Dale Pruitt, a guy that's been in coaching for years and has won hundreds of games. But I guarantee you, if you talk to all three of those guys and you said, take us back to your first year as a head coach, they, they could probably all rattle off things where they go, oh, man, we were in this game and I screwed this up. I didn't handle this right. We weren't as organized as we should be. We didn't, you know, we didn't ha- we didn't adjust the way we should have as a coaching staff. I didn't handle it right as a head coach. I think every coach will tell you that. That's not a knock on anybody. That's a fact. And so when you put a guy in that position as a first-time head coach, you've got to understand there's going to be some learning curves and there's going to be some bumps in the road that you're just going to have to live with to allow him to be able to get better. Silverdale's about to go through that this year with the guy they just hired. You got a guy that's never been a head coach before. There's going to be a little bit of a learning curve for him now. Whitwell was in that situation going into this year. So you give a guy one year and you boot him out, and now you're going to try to turn around and you're going to make another hire. One, I don't think it's a good look. Two, I think for anybody that applies for that job, you've got to go into it going, okay, how committed to me are they going to be? Because the other guy was one of their guys that had been here for a while, and they just booted him out after one bad year. What are they going to do to me if, if we're 3-7 and seven this year? So, man, I just think there's a huge, huge red flag. Now, I do know of a couple of people that have interviewed for that job. They are guys that uh, I think have uh, tremendous uh, resumes, guys that have been head coaches before, um, and in some cases, guys that have won uh, pretty big before. So we'll see what how that all plays out. But it's a, uh, I don't know. Man, it's it's interesting at uh, at Whitwell. Really, really interesting. Um, I hate it for Coach Olinger. He was a really nice guy to us. Very good to this podcast yep. uh, over his uh, during his time at Whitwell, and I hated to see what happened to him. So I think at, at Whitwell, it is now time to um, you know whoever you hire at this point. You got to be willing to to live with it for a while because you can't afford to keep changing coaches every year every two years i mean it's it's rough chandler you go back man since 2013 let's think about this they had billy barnhart was the head coach one two three four i think he was the fifth yeah let's see billy barnhart was there rc helton was there tracy malone was there um randall bolden was there Mm -hmm. and travis olinger so in what eight years seven years yeah five coaches you've had five coaches i mean i mean you could go back farther and that 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 pattern continues but we're just talking about the last you know seven eight years you know um you know the thing i think that baffles me about this chris is with a head coach with a head football coach you've got to think long term right and i don't it, it kind of boggles my mind because here's the thing: if you're taking one of your guys that's been there that you that you you know you kind of trust, he's been in that system, and you want to go long term with it, looked like to me they were going to go long term because I think if you're trying to get the most out of the kids you had at that point, you would have hired somebody maybe that was interested in that job that was a bigger name because 
you only have so much with Tante. You still had some athletes. You didn't have Alpha Dog maybe on that team, but you still had the athletes on that team to make a run farther than they did, you know, this past year. Maybe could have been that two seed as opposed to barely making the playoffs, you know, and it, and there was a timetable on it, and it was this year because I think you still had a lot, a, a pretty good piece, a bunch of pieces left over from that state championship team in 2018. But, and then you go a year out and you say, well, this is not working for whatever reason. And you say, well, maybe we should go long. Maybe we shouldn't go long term. Maybe we should be on the short end. But now you've already outstayed your window. So, like, it feels to me like it was, they didn't sense the window maybe. I'm not saying there's not still athletes on that team. They're still good athletes. They're still going to be good athletes at Whitwell. But as far as, like, the ones that were on that state championship team and the ones that maybe were primed for success there, it just it irks me the wrong way. There was just from that from from the hiring standpoint, it didn't look like there was a sense of we have a team this year or we don't have a team this year. We need to start rebuilding or do we need to start reloading? That that sense just wasn't there, and I think that's what baffles me the most about this this kind of hiring of him. Not to say he wasn't a great guy, like we said, we we've enjoyed him. He's been good to us, you know. And he's done a great job. I mean. They arguably had the biggest upset in probably 10, 15 years in the first round of the playoffs. Yep. Uh, I mean, and that that can't be understated here, that he did that, and those players did that at the end of a season where they could have just said, check out and say, hey, we're going to go get ready for basketball or whatever we're doing later because this season ain't going our way. They they had an upset. So, you know, I, I, it just baffles me because there, there just seemed to be no sense of, we're in a reloading or a rebuilding, and we need to find the coach for that right situation. And I don't know if they found that, especially with the first-year head coach. Not that the coach, like you said, it wasn't the coach. It was more of this is his first time being a head coach. You, you got, you're going to knock some noggins on the way, you know. So It's one of those where you go, take your time and make sure you get it right because I don't think you want to keep going through this again time after yeah. time. Chandler, you got anything else for today? You know, Chris, I look at this. We have four openings this off season. I think this is as few as we've had in a while. Feels like it. Yeah, I mean, to me, I mean, I don't know. Did you feel like there? Sh- I don't know. I'm not gonna say should have been more, but it felt like they, there could have been more this off season than there were. I don't know because I feel like we've had so many changes the last couple of years that. Um, Schools are taking their time and seeing if these. Yeah, I just, out. I just think it. We haven't had that. We it hasn't had enough time yet to be able to cycle through like it, like it always does. Um, yeah. You know, and also too, I think some of the schools that have made hires recently have made good hires. I, you know, Bledsoe County, good hire. East yep. Hamilton, good hire. Howard, good hire. Um. You know, I think those programs all made uh, Boyd Buchanan, good hire. You know, I think those programs all upgraded themselves based on the hiring moves yeah. that they have made here within the last, you know, I don't know how long John Starr has been at Howard now. I'm, I'm guessing it's three, four, five years. Um, but those jobs, those those schools have all done very well for themselves. So, yeah. um so we'll see. Uh, and, 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 I would expect we'll see more than four after the 2020 season. Yeah, and, and Chris, we've had in the past two years, I think we've had at least four or five combined that have happened after spring practice and before the first. Yeah, we, we may not be done. Yeah, we may not be done. Now, usually if we do have any, they've happened by now, like by March, and they've been filled by March. 
And sometimes you just have those things that happen during the summer. And when the school year ends, sometimes things get a little hectic and you're trying to figure things out. And it's not the best time, but like it, it wouldn't surprise me. Not that I think that there are any schools out there that would do this, but if it happens in the summer, it's always a surprise. It always happens out of nowhere too. You know, I think there was a couple of years ago, I think there was one out in Bledsoe County and I literally talked to the coach that day about the upcoming season and then I get the news later that day that he he's resigned from that job or whatever. So they come out of nowhere, Chris, if they do happen. After after about this point in the year, it's just a shocker if it does happen. Yeah, and I think a lot of times after this point in the year, there's usually some circumstances surrounding a coach where, you know, whether it's health reasons or, you know, the wife gets a better job or sometimes it's another opportunity for him, maybe not as a head coach, maybe it's a coordinator position, but – it's at a school or a school system that pays a whole lot more money. It's a lot of times yeah. it's a lifestyle type deal that that forces um, changes later on in the year. So much as it is a school going, hey, we we need a new voice. We need a we need a fresh face on the sidelines. We we've got to do something. So that's kind of where um, that's kind of the way I view it. When it comes to those changes that come, like you mentioned, either late in the school year in May or the changes that come in the summer, there's there's generally some circumstances that, that kind of drive that, or at least it feels yeah. that way to me. Yeah, but I mean, it feels like there's been a lot less this year than there have even in the past. I think in the past five years, this is probably the least number of coaching changes we've had in the Chattanooga area. Yeah, I would agree. Seems like it. I mean, it really does seem like it. And, you know, gosh, I mean, last year we had, you know, we, we had some jobs that were pretty high profile jobs in and around Hamilton County that, that came open. So we'll, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see how this, this crop of, uh, coaches, we'll see how they do and we'll see if these, uh, see if this list grows anymore before, uh, August 1st. So. Chandler, that's going to do it for us. That'll wrap it up for this edition of SET and Preps. I don't know when we're going to do this again. We'll do it again here in a couple of weeks. We're going to work on trying to get some of these coaches to come on and join us for a conversation. We we try to do that every year with all the new coaches. Um, we'll try to do that after Whitwell makes their hire as well, start getting these guys to come on with us. and Got a couple other things. Maybe we can get into some, recruit, uh, some recruiting news as well because, man, we've got to – uh, we've got a bunch of kids that are getting big time Division One offers in our area mm-hmm. that uh, I look forward to being able to talk to and about those guys uh, as we go through the summer. So, Chandler, we'll do it again in a couple of weeks. Sounds good.